This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today, with my cousin Carter, we will be discussing the next film for Streaming Through Cinema Week. Um, this is a film created by the very talented Jim Henson, along with his friend Frank Oz, who's known as playing Yoda, Miss Piggy, and a few others of the Muppets. And the reason why we chose this film is he and I, my cousin Carter and I, have seen this film dozens of times together. So, you know, we felt this would be a great one to talk about. And without further ado, this episode is all about The Dark Crystal. Do you have an introduction for me, or am I just going to be anonymous guest number 15? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, I kind of already filmed the introduction because I have a camera right here too. That's oh, really. Mm -hmm. So we could actually just start talking whenever you're ready. Oh, nice. Will you? Well, so do you edit it during the week? When when can I expect the upload? Yeah. So this one should be out uh, November thirteenth, uh, this okay. coming Friday. Oh, that's fast. Yeah. <laughs> I try to do a lot of the editing the day I film it. That way I don't have to worry about it during the week because I have like full-time job, full-time school, yeah. all this stuff. I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. All right. So, okay. so this little intro is what you just, you've already recorded that. So I should talk as if we just talked about this. Yeah. So I'll, I'll introduce you and say, you know, so what are your favorite points or whatever? And then after that, we'll just talk. I won't do any like coming to you this week or whatever like commercials or anything no <laughs> we should have a commercial break just a plug-in for the dark crystal age of resistance <laughs> which is a bum deal that they canceled it i know i haven't even started it yet and they already canceled it stupid but my dad he was saying that he had a hard time watching it because it was a little too crazy for him so i don't know wait but even crazier than the movie <laughs> i guess <laughs> Okay, that's wild. But yes, without further ado, we are indeed the fan club of the Dark Crystal. <laughs> I think we are, because um, I've seen it probably more times than any other movie, really. Really? <laughs> probably more that. Star Wars? Wars? Okay, I was going to say. It's probably up there. It's probably up there. Yeah, I just remember being at your house up there in the mountains and just seeing this movie and thinking, what the heck is this? <laughs> we just watched it, and it was wild. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the tradition. I know. Like, it's not even a good movie. It's just really entertaining because of how weird it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because you wanted me to talk about the plot, and just for the record, the plot is, like, it flows, I guess, naturally, but mm. it's also not much of a plot. It's basically he picks up the crystal, he gets to the palace, he drops a crystal in, and some things happen along the way. Yeah, but, that's basically it. <laughs> if I could summarize it in one sentence, just like crystal repairman. <laughs> crystal repairman, <laughs> exactly. There's like the overtones of genocide, I guess, because all the gelflings get like, killed and get wiped out. Uh, yeah, the podlings are just slaves. Pretty, I don't know, it's a pretty gruesome world, like for how colorful it is and how fun it is. It's kind of a violent place. Yeah. It's kind of hard to see it as a kid's movie with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I saw it came out in 1982, so that was before they had like the PG-13 rating. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Was that the same year that Temple of Doom came out? 
I think Temple of Doom came out in 84. So this one came out even before Return of the Jedi. So like... (laughs) Yeah, because that was... I remember Steven Spielberg like created the PG-13 rating after Gremlins and Temple of Doom scared the crap out of kids. So I wonder how the Dark Crystal, how people reacted to that one. Mm -hmm. I imagine probably the same way. Like, this didn't do very well financially, so I imagine the same issues. (laughs) Yeah, I mentioned to somebody at the testing center while I was at work this week that I was going to be doing this review of the Dark Crystal. I'm like, oh, that movie terrified me as a kid. Come on. That's true. Like one of the the scene where the emperor dies. Oh my scene, gosh! Yeah, that was like ridiculous. His face is. Oh yeah, and I think they used a vacuum to do all of that. So it's like really? sucking him up. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering. How, so did they have the vacuum beneath him? They must have, because um, when he's collapsing, you kind of see like a hole behind him, and there's really? probably a vacuum or something in there, or a guy like pulling him in. It's really creepy. Yeah. Okay, so how big are the models that they were using? The the different puppets are they life size or? I, um, there's a show I saw called Jim Henson's Creature Shop, and they made them. Uh, they recreated some of the Dark Crystal creatures. They're life size. Like the Skeksis are like six foot four. Like they're huge. Okay. My other question was whether they have people inside the suits helping operate, like Muppet style, or if it's all just strings. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy in there, and I'm pretty sure he's, like, moving the head around with his hand because the heads kind of are shaped like hands, if you noticed. Yeah. So I think there's, like, one guy in there who's the arms then the other guy who's moving the head. <laughs> okay. Probably one know, in there. What are those big, like, crab things called? Um, oh, the uh, Gartham. Gartham, yeah. So the Gartham, you can see sometimes the, the people's legs in the scene. So I wondered if maybe it was like back and forth between full size and miniature for the minimal amount of special effects and they just used puppets and it looks real. Yeah. I really like the mystics. Those were probably the coolest ones they did. Oh. (laughs) Yes. We would always laugh at that one that had the high voice. Like we always just sit there waiting for it. So another thing that I noticed um, with the language. So Genda speaks English the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Hero's always spouting off random stuff. And I was really curious about how they came up with the ideas for this. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked it up and it turns out they originally were going to have even the Skeksis and the Mystics speak their own language. And they even filmed it that way with them speaking whatever language that they made up for them and it was supposed to be Skeksis were going to have like a harsher corrupted version of the mystic language oh interesting but after they pre-screened it like a lot of people were did not enjoy the fact that the movie had hardly any English so they had to redub all of the Skeksis and mystics but Kira kept all of her language stuff I guess yeah well that kind of makes sense because sometimes the Skeksis mouths don't match up with what they're saying <laughs> Really? Okay, so you actually noticed it because I, I, uh-huh. I wasn't looking for it while I was watching, but mm-hmm. got a good eye, a trained critic eye. Yeah, the critical eye, right? But um, well, that's really cool, though, that they were able to do that. I wonder if they're able to incorporate that into the show. That'd be yeah, kinda... that'd be worth checking out. But, and Kira, Kira for example, um, some of her words are actually words from Slavic languages. Yeah. Um, 
because I she kept saying things and I was like no she did not just say that and then <laughs> as I was reading up like the languages yeah she totally uses like the word for good like dobre, dobje, seyama and um, the way she says like his name is especially mm. um, that was crazy but just having knowing Polish and thinking like that's where they pulled the ideas from was pretty wild. Whoa, I didn't realize that. That's really yeah. cool. Not like full phrases. It's like a Polish word, then some garbled stuff, then a Polish, or it's more like Southern Slavic, hmm. but we're thinking like Croatia, Serbia, but they're all yeah. related. It'd be funny if it's words like fish. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Squirrel, blah, blah, blah. Like <laughs> totally random stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like that a lot, but in terms of acting, um, they were really reliant on the voice actors, which is impressive that they were able to portray as much as they could. Mm. The only complaint I had is that the Skeksis are really expressive, Agra is really expressive, but the Gelflings, man, their face is just like stone. Nothing uh, has ever happened in there. They're creepy, too. <laughs> yeah. They're creepy looking. And uh, Jen especially, his face is always just like, like yeah. you know, the blank expression on it. Like, it was really hard to follow. Well, especially when he's having like the conversation in his head. Uh huh. Um, I remember as a kid watching it with you and thinking like, "Oh, they forgot to move his mouth in this scene," not realizing it was a narration because literally his face never changes. Yeah, that was totally random too. Like, why is he doing narration in his head? There's a lot of narration in this movie, but mm-hmm. the effects were crazy. The lighting was crazy. Um, just all the different creatures I loved just the different animals that they had running around they were really interesting to see mm-hmm. what would what was your favorite creature in the whole movie favorite one probably when Jen falls in the swamp and that thing's like coming out and it's little babies <laughs> poke their heads up oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems funny but also the juxtaposition because you like see it's babies and then the next scene cuts to the dinner scene <laughs> and the uh, the podlings are carrying like a roasted baby <laughs> nipply or whatever it was. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like just that Jux's position cut was perfect. Like they just set up that scene amazingly. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so funny. You just show the Skeksis are like these monsters are eating the babies of this harmless creature. But... Uh huh. You're like, oh, they're kind of, oh, they're eating them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was my favorite scene actually was the dinner scene just because of how like nasty they are and you see like every one of them's got his own little eating habits that kind of relates to his character but at the same time it's still gross and... mm-hmm. so I, I really enjoy that scene I really like the flamboyant Skeksy who has like little forks on his fingers yeah he's, like, just... he's a little toothpick <laughs> yeah <laughs> at one point it looked like they were eating spaghetti or ramen maybe the the new emperor yeah yeah I don't know what that was. I've seen all kinds of weird stuff. Oh yeah, that was that was my favorite scene, just because of like, I don't know, it's just a wild idea having puppets eating and that's how gross they are. I think it, I think it goes a long way to advance like what these what kind of creatures they are. Mm-hmm. For sure, and uh, I like the fat one too. In that, yeah, he, he's like grabbing the little mouse-looking thing and he just chomps on it. Yeah. We used to call them the sexies when we were younger. Yes. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think our parents really liked that. But no. Thank you.
oh, that puts such weird images in my head. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Oh, especially when uh, Chamberlain, like his shirt falls off and he's got like those little hands on his back. Yeah. <laughs> he's just standing there naked. Like, ah, no. Oh, my eyes. <laughs> disgusting. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how. It's totally free. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone. But that's not all. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You could even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place. So go on and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, I've talked enough, but I'm curious to hear what your favorite like scenes were. But yeah, as long as it's not like illegal, can I can I like give you a, a soundtrack introduction? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yes. Stab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My goodness. The well, soundtrack. I forgot to mention that, but the soundtrack does a lot for the plot. I actually kind of liked it a lot. It was pretty good music for it. Yeah. So, something I kind of noticed. There's a lot of Star Wars connections between this movie and, really? uh, well, just Star Wars in general. Like, uh, I kind of noticed, like, the the mystics, kind of similar to the Jedi, and more mm. in particular, like, Yoda, because, you know, the wise old man or whatever. And interestingly enough, you know how when the mystic dies, he kind of disappears like Yoda does? Yeah, yeah. Well, I realized this movie came out before Return of the Jedi. So I'm wondering... Did they steal that from this or vice versa? I don't know. Because <laughs> didn't Frank Oz, he's the one that is a puppet for Yoda, right? Yeah. And he and helped he was, with this movie. Yeah, and he was one of the directors for it too. He and Jim Henson directed it. Okay. So I'm wondering if he took the ideas from that and brought it into Star Wars. Hmm. I hadn't even thought of that because I, I definitely thought of Star Wars at that scene. Like, oh, he's going he's gonna to pull a Yoda right here, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> technically Yoda is pulling a mystic. Yeah. So, and uh, Disney, well, Disney owns Jim Henson, but they don't own the Muppet, or I mean, uh, the Dark Crystal, I don't think. Hmm. Because Netflix made a show with it, and that wasn't produced by Disney or anything. So I'm wondering how that works out. (laughs) Now, is Jim Henson, he's still alive, correct? No, he died in the 90s. Oh, wow. Okay. But his estate, they sold it to Disney in like 2000, 2002. And uh, but Disney hasn't really done anything with it. Just made really? a few movies here and there for uh, the Muppets, anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Would Disney make it any better? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Disney tends to play it safe with most of their movies. So I could. This movie was definitely like a shot into the dark. Very unique. Uh huh. For sure. I wonder what this movie would be rated now because Frozen 2 is PG. So, like, how would this movie be rated? <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, I could 
because PG-13 is even, like, there's a lot, a big variety in PG-13 of, you can use up to one or two F-words, I think, but of course this movie doesn't swear at all. Yeah. <laughs> to our knowledge, I don't know what they're saying half the time. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Actually, now that you mention it, the the one scene where they the Skeksis are about to, during the convergence, and they see the Gelflings come in. And they start screaming like, Gelfling, Gelfling, run! <laughs> yeah, I swear one of them says like, bloody hell in the background. Like, I, I listened to it three times <laughs> over. Like, did he really say that? Oh my goodness. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of British people who made really the actors and all that. So I wouldn't okay. be surprised. I wasn't sure, but I thought that was way funny. <laughs> oh, the Skeksis are cursing. <laughs> they really are evil. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, another thing I noticed too. So one of the producers was Gary Kurtz, and uh, he was a producer for the original Star Wars movies as well. Hmm. So like that's another Star Wars connection. And then like you were saying, Frank Oz. So there's a lot of influence from Star Wars, either puppeteers, producers. So you could totally tell with like the design and the um even the storyline kind of felt like the hero's journey in a way. Hmm. Yeah. That's my first part. Okay. So I already asked you what your favorite creature was. Who was your favorite Skeksy? Favorite Skeksy? I probably, there's one who's kind of like a ritual priest guy. He's the one that they always kind of turn to and he's always leading the procession. He, he decrees that who's the one at the trial, and mm. I don't know. I thought he was the most interesting just because they don't overly talk about it, but it's almost like a religious feel to what the Skeksis are doing. Like they're this crazy cult of yeah. monsters. Was it the one with the deep voice? He's like, Search the water, search the sky. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> that guy was pretty cool. He's like tough looking, like staring everyone yeah. down. I think he might even be the one that knives Kira. Oh, I think you're right. I yeah. have to rewatch, but he, I think he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Who was yeah. your favorite one? Um, <laughs> as much as of a knowing he, person he is, I really like Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how the movie addresses how annoying his whimper is, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate your whimper. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as little kids, we would recreate that like all the time. Yeah, all the time. That was always it. Woo! Oh my gosh. And I'm pretty sure like we would do that after we were eating a snack or something too. We'd be like, mmm. <laughs> you do it way good. You've been practicing? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure too, the guy who voiced uh, Chamberlain also voiced Gonzo because he kind of sounds like Gonzo a little really? bit. <laughs> you know so all i could think of was gonzo saying all those things and screaming i thought it was hilarious he kind of <laughs> looks like him there's a little yeah, and he's got the beat too. <laughs> he's a whatever uh but I, I think he's definitely the most fleshed out skexy because you kind of see him no. fight and then fall and he makes a comeback he's kind of devious working with the gulflings yeah. I believed him for a second. I said, okay, maybe he wants to make peace, but... Yeah, nope. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he just wants to kill them. 
He's like, okay, die! <laughs> like, knocks down all those rocks. You die! <laughs> yes. Oh. He was literally fleshed out. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that scene alone, what, what was, he's just, like, so, like, I don't want to say, like, he just had, like, pockets of fat and, like, little bulbs. They look like you poke them and they pop. Uh-huh. Kind of has a dad bod too. <laughs> yeah, it's got like oh, a big yeah. old beer belly. <laughs> oh. For sure, gross looking creature. All right, man. My favorite character overall has got to be Agra. I yeah. love Agra so much. She's such a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the the Garson bring her before the Skeksis during the the dinner scene, and she's like. You burned down my house. <laughs> like she's all yeah. mad at them, telling them off. <laughs> I love it. She just pulls always, out her eyeball. <laughs> yeah, she's always just looting her stuff too. You always just see her just picking things up and looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And uh, I think my favorite moment was her when uh, she first finds Jen, and she's like about to open her cave. She's like, "Booga booga booga!" Yeah, yeah. Booji booji booji. Oh, I love, love Agra. What about Fizgig? We haven't mentioned him at all, but he's kind oh. of like so adorable. <laughs> oh, he kind of reminds me of my dog. <laughs> yeah, same. He's so cute and little. Uh, um, I do remember as a little kid, like there's like the little opening before he pops out. That used to scare the heck oh, out yeah. of me. And I'd be like, no, don't happen yet. Don't happen yet. And he'd go, bro. I'm like, ah. So terrifying. I expected him to come out in that scene this time, but I had the thought of, wow, I bet this was t- terrifying as a kid. It's the jump scare. Uh-huh. Like, why does he have to be screaming so loud when he's yeah. coming out? Yeah, he's a good one. And when he falls into the pit, man, that scene, I'm just like, no, not this <gasps> thing. No, he's just hanging on. <laughs> and Agra saves him. Yes, with like a little pitchfork thing. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I noticed he had two sets of teeth. He's got like the main ones. And when he opens his mouth really wide, there's like a second set right before his throat. Yeah. That's probably really sharp. Like I imagine he would eat uh, anything really. He's got all those teeth in there. <laughs> yeah. Like shark teeth. So I would definitely say if Eddie could take any of the creatures from that movie into real life, I, I feel like Fizzgig's the one. Yeah, I agree with that. He's definitely a lot like a dog. I think he'd be a good good one. Or maybe, uh, no, not really. I was thinking of like the ones with crutches for arms. Oh, yeah, the striders. The striders, yeah. They totally kind of sacrifice cool. themselves. Kira hmm. just uses them to get there, and then she's like, all right, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, and the... Gartham just take them down and they don't help them out. I'm like, do they die? Like, what happens to them? <laughs> In all the promotional posters, you see them on the Striders a lot, so you think they're going to be a big part, but they're only for that two seconds. Mm-hmm. Poor Striders. They didn't deserve it. Justice for the Striders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess talking about character-wise or acting-wise, I really did not like Jen. He is so like really? one dimensional and like he has really stupid questions. <laughs> He's like, Whoa, this is really cool. What does that mean? 
you know, obviously, because like the audience would be asking that, but uh, that and his inner dialogue, it's like oh. so jarring. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Agra totally roasts him. Like, you're just full of questions, aren't you? <laughs> yes. He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> so I had a hard time liking him as the, the main character because he's just so dumb. <laughs> yeah, honestly. If it was just Agra, I think it would have been awesome. Like, she's the main character taking down all the Skeksis. That'd be awesome. Well, and Kira also has a lot of skills that she brings to the table, and Jen's kind of just getting thrown around the whole movie, it seems. Yeah. Like, I wonder if the movie would have happened with or without him. I mean, I guess he had that one moment where he plays his flute and finds the crystal. That's true. <laughs> Without that trusty flute. Yeah. In some unexplained way, that works, but whatever. Mm -hmm. And something I noticed this time around, speaking of the flute, when we first meet him, is he naked on that rock playing the yeah. flute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up with this movie and puppet nudity? <laughs> yeah, he's just a little nudist out there in the woods. <laughs> like, do 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 no, no, I, I thought... Because I remembered that scene and I thought that he was taking a bath, but no, that's during their like their dream weld thing. Oh, the mind melding. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's from Star Trek. Never mind. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Th that scene was completely random. I thought that that was weird. The whole mind thing. I felt like they could have just said that, and then they could have had the those images playing as they were talking, but instead they came up with this hand thing. Yeah. And I love how they talk about it for two seconds and then never bring it up again. Yeah, it's just just for that scene, just to, I guess, make them friends instantly. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We already had all this exposition in the beginning. Let's throw some more in for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that was another point. I hated the, the exposition in the beginning. It was really? like narrating for like half an hour. <laughs> and... Uh, Rather than it being a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, he says, in another land, in another time, in the age of wonder. <laughs> like, what? And then you're like, okay, that's kind of ambiguous. And then a thousand years ago, you're like, what? <laughs> what was the point of telling me all of that? If it was just a thousand years ago? to be specific? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the ending? Did you like the fact that the mystics and the Skeksis were connected? Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay. That kind of kills the whole whole world to for sequels or anything, you know? Like, unless somehow the crystal broke again, but no, I didn't like the ending. <laughs> I thought it was an impressive scene that they had all the rocks falling off their castle to reveal the crystal underneath. I'm just wondering how the heck they did that. Yeah. It was probably a miniature model or something they had. And then they had like a camera really close to it, so it made it look like it was really big. Hmm. I don't know. They, I will say, they did have really cool special effects. Yeah. Um, especially that that one in particular. That one was really really cool. From a technical standpoint, this movie is amazing. For mm -hmm. sure. For sure. And just world building, cinematography. I think it's great. For sure. Though I do wonder. How did all those plants and stuff grow so fast the second the crystal tower was around, you know? True. 
Yeah. It's a completely different landscape. It's, it's surrounded by cliffs, and then the next scene, it's like, just kidding. Now it's uh, Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah. Almost, oh, that's an interesting way to interpret the story. Ooh, I didn't think about that till just now, too. <laughs> the crystal's like the forbidden fruit, and they partook of it, and that introduced evil to the world. Oh. Well, oh. Well, Jim Henson, you've done it again. You've stooped yep. me. <laughs> Well, and there's only two Gelflings, Adam and Eve. Whoa, this got deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought there was a lot of religious sentiment in a creepy Muppet movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all, like the Skeksis we said earlier, they have their weird cult rituals, and then the mystics are obviously very religious. So, could be. I think you've found a kernel of truth in all this. So... Jim Henson made these creepy movies like The Dark Crystal and also Labyrinth. Oof. Which do you like more and why? Okay, honest confession time. I've never actually seen Labyrinth. So oh. I have to be biased towards The Dark Crystal. But I have seen a lot of clips from Labyrinth and it's been on my list for a while. But I definitely thought of that movie while I was watching, thinking, I need to see that because I, I think there is a similar vibe between them. But I think you'd probably be better equipped to answer this question. All right. Um, personally, I... Uh, what did I write here? Oh, I prefer this one over Labyrinth because Labyrinth kind of seems more trendy. Like they have David Bowie and he has a few mm -hmm. musical numbers, which, I mean, it makes sense why that one people like more because David Bowie was a pretty likable actor and singer. And uh, the characters aren't as creepy as this one. Okay. Um, but I think the Dark Crystal has a better storyline. Like, you could definitely do more with it than you can with Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is why Netflix did a show about it but in the past. Because, like I said, the, this movie kind of ends that world, makes it more yeah. cool. There's a lot of room for – there's a ton of world building. You could add in so many more creatures. And I think mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch the, the Netflix series now. Mm -hmm. And not only has Netflix, but Dark Horse, the comic company, they also did a comic series for the Dark Crystal for, I think, 10 years. So there's a lot of, a lot of story for the Dark Crystal, but not so much for Labyrinth. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see which one is still, like, enduring in another 50 years. Mm -hmm. For sure. Probably because of David Bowie Labyrinth. Yeah, I really I hope thinking... not, but... Man, we got to make our kids watch The Dark Crystal, whether they like it or not. <laughs> yes, you're going to watch this movie. Ah! <laughs> uh, just like when I first watched it, terrified out of my mind. Yep. Beautiful. I'm trying to remember. I think the reason why I had that DVD is because my parents got it for me when I learned how to ride my bike. Really? I was like, all right, here you go. I'm like, awesome, this looks cool. Ah, this is terrifying. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because I was wondering, you're the only people I've ever met that have owned it, but I come back from my mission and now there's a TV show and people are talking about it. So before that, it was just you and your brother that I talked to about the Dark Crystal, but other than that, no one knew it. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were the OG hipsters. <laughs> yeah, let me get my hipster glasses. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's right, Dark Crystal fan club coming right in. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
Are those prescription? Uh, no, they're from my Halloween store. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, who are you for Halloween? I was a mime. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Maybe we should binge watch Aiken Resistance during Thanksgiving break. I'm down. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Are you going to be there the whole week? I'm coming up on the 20th, so. Okay. So I'll be there until the 28th or 29th. Oh, yeah. We got this. Oh, yeah. The next episode, so not next week's, but the one after, I'm doing The Empire Strikes Back. I'm sure lots of people up there would love to do The Empire Strikes Back. So I definitely want to do it with you. I want to film it up there. But we could probably get like one of the hills or hands or somebody. Oh, yeah. Just have a whole table. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be lit. All right. I'm down. Sign me yes. up. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, that's pretty much all the things I had with the dark crystal. Um, good story. No, kind of good story. <laughs> it was interesting. I don't think it was awful. No. But I could definitely see why not a lot of people know about it or have watched it because it is a little creepy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if I hadn't seen it as a kid, I wouldn't give it a chance now. But having seen it as a kid and then being able to appreciate the technical stuff now, I think it's a good combination. Though I don't know if any kids now would handle it too well. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, should we sign people off with a good old mystic chant? Yes. Oh. 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 Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Thanks for being on, Carter. This was really fun. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I love The Dark Crystal, and I love talking to you about movies. Yes, we'll definitely have you on again, probably for Empire. and well, Definitely for Empire, but yes. <laughs> All right, well, next time, I'll be discussing the next film for Classic Hollywood Week. This is a film about a murderer, yet we never really see his murders. And this stars the very talented Peter Lorre. And uh, this episode is all about Fritz Lang's classic film, M. Until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care. Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash surfing through cinema, where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.